You're listening to the Bay Christian Family Church Podcast. Praise God as you're seated. Open your Bible at John chapter 16. John chapter 16. We began last week having a look at the powerful principle of the fact that God does speak to us and that we can hear the voice of God. And as we've studied before and we've had a look at various things, you know it is such an important aspect of our ministry, such an important aspect of our lives as Christians. It's not just like that bunch over there believe they can hear God. No, God is speaking to every single human. Every human. Can the unsaved hear Jesus? Yes, He called you home. And you gave your life to Him because He called you. And so every single human has the ability to hear the call of God, even though before we saved, we don't recognize that as God. We thought we woke up one day and thought, I think I should go to church. No, that didn't happen. That was God calling you in. That, 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 that desire to know God, the desire to know more of God. It wasn't like, you know, you got bored one day and thought, let me try the God thing. No, it was this continuous drawing that we couldn't explain but God was calling. And so the fact that we could hear him to call us home in a time of important need, to know that that same God that called you into your salvation still wants to lead you in the victory of what he did on the cross in every aspect of your eternal life. And so often people will say, but I don't know if I hear God. And the answer to that is, yes, you do. And we had a look at that last week. You do hear the voice of God. Well, then someone says, well, if I do, then how do I know it's God? And that's what we want to talk about, is how do you recognize God's voice? If He is speaking, you want to recognize Him and make sure that you're not misled by the Satan or misled by our own thoughts or our own fancy ideas, but that we're led by God. Remember John chapter 16, Jesus said in verse 12, I still have many things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. Everybody say many things. Now that means that Jesus said, even though he was on earth, and the Bible says that while he was on the earth, even the works that he did were so many, there's not, you could not record them in all the books of, of, of the world. And so obviously in doing the works, he was also teaching. Every time he moved, every time he did anything, he was imparting wisdom. He was talking about the kingdom of God. You study out his ministry, two major things that you see every time Jesus ministered was, number one, he taught on the kingdom, and number two, he healed everybody there. And so you see this teaching, and you see healing. And so every time you hear of the miracles, if the miracles were so many they could not be recorded in the book, that was always accomplished by teaching. Because faith comes by hearing, and the miracle could not be imparted to the person except they could receive by faith. And so to receive by faith, they had to have heard the word. So Jesus was preaching as much as he was healing. You're getting this. So the fact is, he must have been talking to them a lot. This is the kingdom. This is how it works. This is how my father is. This is what's going to happen when I leave. This is what's going to happen when I come back. He's teaching, 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 teaching. And then he makes a statement, I've still got many things to tell you. You mean he hasn't even got started yet? You read the words of Red? He, that was just the foundation. 
And so he says, I still got many things, but in this moment, their spirit beings were not born again. They were not able to hear the things of the spirit. And so Jesus said, the things that I actually want to teach you, I've got to go beyond the natural. I've got to go beyond looking at the man who's sowing seed in the soil. I've got to go beyond talking about when you look at the weather. I've got to go beyond looking at just the natural things that, I've, that you've seen around you. And so now I need to take you deeper. But however, when he, the spirit of truth, everybody say the spirit of truth. Say the spirit of truth is my God. Notice he said he, not a power, not just a force. This is not just the personality of God. This is God himself. He, the spirit of truth has come. He will guide you into how much? All truth. For he will not speak of his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak. And he will tell you things to come. Now, family of God, how do you know the Holy Spirit doesn't walk around in a body like Jesus did? Jesus entered the body that Mary gave him as a baby, and he lived on the earth in a human body. Have you know that before he had his body, he was already God? John chapter 1 verse 1, in the beginning was the Word, the Word was with God, and the Word was God. So he was first the Word before he was Jesus. He was born into the earth, into a human body, and his mother named him Jesus. And so as Jesus, he is now in the earth in a human body. So obviously when he spoke, you could hear his vocal organs vibrating. They caused sound waves and those sound waves traveled through the air and they entered into your ear. And as they entered into your ear, it activated your little bones in your ear that activated the nerve endings and you could hear the sound. That's, we all know how sound works. Now Jesus says the Holy Spirit, everybody say Spirit. He's going to tell you things to come. Now if He's telling you, that means you're going to hear it. He didn't say you will feel things to come. He didn't say you would think things to come. He says He's going to tell you. He's going to tell you. And if He tells you, means you're going to hear now notice he said the Holy Spirit, that Spirit, Holy Spirit, he doesn't have a physical body. If he doesn't have a physical body, means he doesn't have the vocal organs that Jesus had in his physical body. So how the sound waves going to be activated in the air, how our ears going to hear those sound waves? Evidently, there must be another way. I said, evidently, there must be another way. Whatever he hears, he will speak. He'll tell you things to come. He will glorify me, for he will take of what is mine and declare it to you. He'll take of what is mine and declare it to you. All things that the Father has are mine. Therefore, I said that he will take of mine and declare it to you. Now, remember from the New American Standard Bible, whatever he hears, he will speak, and he will disclose to you what is to come. In other words, he's revealing your future. Say this, Jesus said, the Holy Spirit is going to tell me what's in my future. Amen. Now, come to John chapter 10, verse 27. Jesus was very clear on this. He said, my sheep 
hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. Now remember, go back to verse 13. He will guide you into truth. He will not speak of his own authority. Whatever he hears, he will speak. He'll tell you things to come. Look at verse 14. He will glorify me who's speaking, Jesus, for he'll take of what is mine and declare it to you. So the Holy Spirit is revealing what Jesus is saying. Jesus is the Word. And the Holy Spirit reveals what the Word is saying. And notice verse 15, all things that the Father has are mine. Therefore, I will say, that's why I said he will take of mine and declare it to you. Do you notice the unity in the Godhead? So the original thought comes from Father. Father is the one who's creator. He's the originator. He's the sovereign. He's the almighty. He is God. He is Father. Jesus, the Word, His Son, is the one who expresses that will. So He is the one that speaks. So what the Father has, Jesus knows. And because they're the Father's, Jesus says they are just as much as His. Notice He doesn't, He speaks as if though it is His. And then He realized He's speaking to people who need to still understand, hang on, maybe you don't get the whole concept. If I say it's mine, it's because it's from the Father. But he speaks as if though it's his. That's how much they are in unity. And then what he speaks, he says, the Holy Spirit will reveal it to you. He'll reveal it to you. So Father is the creator. Jesus is the word that expresses it. And the Holy Spirit manifests it in a way that you will hear it. And so Jesus, this is why I go back to John 10, verse 27. He says, my sheep hear my voice. My sheep hear my voice. And I know them and they follow me. How many of you follow Jesus? Keep that hand up and say, Jesus said, I hear his voice. Settle that. Just settle that in your thinking now and forever. Every time you're wondering, I don't seem to hear God. No, you do. Just remember this voice of Pastor Allen. Every time you hear, I don't think I hear God. Listen to this. You do. You hear that sound? Next time you're going to say, I don't know if I can hear God. You do. Say, I do. Settle it. Okay. Until I'm, if I'm still wondering and hesitating, I'll never be able to step into the fullness of God. Remember, without faith, it is impossible to please God. For he who comes to God must believe that he is and believe that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Hebrews 11 verse 6. In other words, what's God saying? If you want to see, God wants everybody saved. God would have that none should perish. God gave his whole life. He said, I, God so loved the world that he gave his son that whoever believes would not perish but have everlasting life. So salvation's available. But he said, how will they be able to believe unless they've heard? How will they hear unless the preacher is sent? And so you need to hear the word, but then just hearing it doesn't get a person saved. Just because someone sat in the church and heard the gospel message doesn't mean they're going to heaven. No, you have to believe it. And in believing it, you have to confess it. And in confessing it, you say it is mine because there's no doubt that if I say Jesus is my Lord, I'm going to heaven. What happens? Salvation takes place. 
Same way, you can't say, I wonder if God will heal me. How have you noticed it never happened? No, it's when you knew God wants to heal you. Not only does He want to heal you, He has already healed you. And if He has healed you, then today you are healed. And it's just something you are now waiting to manifest. When you saw that and you believed that and received it, what happened? Healing manifested. So the same way, as long as I'm wondering and doubting if God can speak, if I can hear God, then I'm not going to be able to step into the place of hearing Him. So I've got to start with qualifying by faith. Remember, faith is the substance of things. Hope for the evidence of things not seen or heard or touched or anything to do with the senses. So faith begins with believing, even though you don't see it. So you could say, I hear God's voice before I hear Him. Because you do hear Him, but now I need it to manifest. So even though I may not know what it sounds like, I may not know what it feels like, I may not know what it looks like, I may not know what to expect, I'm going to say, I do hear God's voice. I do hear it. Say that, I do hear His voice. It's a very critical step. I know I'm spending a lot of time on it, but it's the, that, that is the threshold that a lot of believers struggle to get over. But once we're over that, we can move into hearing His voice. Listen to Romans chapter 8. Verse 14, as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. Everybody say sons of God. Now, I've taught this many times before, and I don't want to take a lot of time here with it. But just a reminder that when we say sons, we're not talking about the male gender of a body. The body is simply the vehicle you walk in. In the kingdom of God, there's no longer Jew nor Greek. So it doesn't matter what color your skin is, your spirit is not racist. We are the color love. God is love. And we created in His image. Say that the born again spirit is born again in the image of God. God is love. Therefore, I am love. And in the spirit, I am one with each and every other person who's born again. And we are all of the same spirit, God. There's neither Jew nor Greek, neither male nor female, neither slave nor free. So in the realm of the spirit, there's no gender. Even though we speak about God being father, we understand that that is simply an earthly term used to try and express something in the realm of the spirit. In the realm of the spirit, God is spirit and whoever he brings forth is brought forth in his image. How you know the woman in that are living in female bodies today were also brought forth from God. So that spirit had to have come out of him. That means he must have that spiritual DNA in him. Male and female. Oh, God. I said, don't take me deep. I've got other things to teach. But I, I hear someone's drawing on the spirit yet. So remember when he created Adam, he said he created male and female, he created them. Adam, them. Only later did he pull Eve out of her, out of him. You see that. So the point I'm making is your physical body that you live in is simply a vehicle. And it's given by God for your assignment. The same way the giftings, there are people that don't have a gift to teach the way that I do. And it's not because I'm special, it's because this is what I need right now. 
So anyone that knows me is that when I'm on the platform, it's almost like I'm a different person to the one sitting you're having coffee with. Why? Because I don't need this when I'm sitting having coffee with you. This comes out because it's at this moment. So when I'm a father, the grace of father comes out on me. But I don't deal with my wife with the father grace. There's a husband grace for her. So whatever you need, the giftings manifest as you need it. So for my particular calling, God required me in a male body. So he equipped me with a male body for my calling as father, as husband, as pastor to the church. That's my calling. And Janine was blessed with a body for her calling as wife and as, as, as mother and as the pastor, the mother of the household. We need both sides. So if God put me in this body for this calling, then I'm not going to change it. I don't have authority to change it. I don't care what I feel like. I don't, I don't feel like I want to serve God. That's your choice. But then that person who chooses not to serve God doesn't get to go to heaven. They don't get to live with God. And they will land up in hell. Like all of us, we're going to hell. But like you had to make a choice for God's way, His salvation, when you stepped into His salvation, His plan manifested in your life. So the same way, if He designed me with a specific body, then I must embrace it, accept it, and walk in it confidently, knowing that that's the only way I'm going to fully achieve what God's designed me to do. You see, you don't use a race car to go and plow a field. And you don't try and adapt a race car to look like a tractor. If you want a tractor, get a tractor. If you want a race car, get a race car. If God wanted you male, He made you male. He wanted you female, He made you female. But the point that I'm making here is the person inside is spirit in the image of God. And so one day when we go to heaven, that's why they, the disciples couldn't... They remember those... That group that came and challenged him on, on the resurrection. There's a group of Sadducees that don't believe in the resurrection. And he, they said, well, you know, one brother dies and then that the, one, the brother takes his wife and then he dies and then the other brother takes his wife and this, this wife is going through all the brothers. And so when they get to heaven, who's, 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 whose wife is he? And Jesus said, no, you, 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 you don't understand spirit. Because in heaven, there's no longer male nor female. There's no marriage. You will be one. You're, of course, there's like Janine and I, there's an intimacy. We'll know each other. But it won't be husband, wife. It's an intimacy of brother, sister, one in God. Are you getting this? So in the realm of the spirit, we are all spirit. Now that I said all of that to say this, that whenever you see sons of God, you see that's me, whether you're in a male or female body. Amen. Now, if you want to, you can always say daughter, and there's nothing wrong with saying that because it's the same level. It's not like one is more superior to the other. Say amen. amen. So they are equal whether you say son, daughter. It's no different. So you could say as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are the daughters of God. You could say that. So sons of God, daughters of God. Now, those that are 
led by the Spirit, are sons of God. How many you believe you're a son of God? How many you believe you're a child of God? Keep that hand up and say, as a child of God, God says, because I'm a son, because I'm His child, I am led by the Spirit of God. See, I can't say I'm a son of God and ignore the Holy Spirit. It's not just about going to church. This is where a lot of people miss it. Well, I'm a Christian. Why? Well, I go to that church. No, that's not what makes a person a Christian. Any more than going to a hospital makes you a doctor. It, it, it just, just being there doesn't mean it happens. No, if you are a son of God, it means you are led by the Spirit. So Jesus said that He speaks to you all the time. He will remind you of what you've been taught. He will guide you into truth and He will show you things to come. So if I'm not listening for that, He's got many things to tell you, but if I'm not listening for it, then I'm not being led by Him. I'm making my own decisions. I'm making my decisions. Yeah, I decide if I'm going to do this or that. I'm doing everything on my own. I decide where I'm going to go to work. I decide who I'm going to marry. I decide even where I go to church. How many Christians say, I don't like this church anymore. I'm going to another church. Whoa. Are you led by the Spirit? I believe it's God. Hallelujah. No, hang on. <laughs> now, just because somebody looked at you sideways in the car park does not mean now God says, no, I agree. They should never have looked at you like that. I got another church for you. Now, you know, the God's not like that. He's the kind of God that says you get back there and find forgiveness. You, know, you go and make sure you sort that out. Say amen. So don't come lie on God, yeah? And say, no, God led me. And we just make sure we've got to get that straightened out. Now, if you're truly a child of God, you're led by His Spirit. And when He leads you by His Spirit, He will never, ever violate His will and His plan. And the Word says that it pleased God to set each one in the church. He knows where He put you. Come on. Every single one of us, everybody, I don't know, I can't speak for other churches, but I know here at the Bay Christian Family Church, we make sure right at the beginning, we say, are you sure this is where God called you? And every single person stands here and saying, yes, amen, this is where God sent me. Have you say amen to that? Well, then why is that change after a year or two? If God chose to send you somewhere, it's because that's where you're going to flourish. That's where you're going to get the word that's going to challenge you to the faith that you need to succeed in what you're doing. And so that word is going to challenge us. That word's going to build us up. An enemy needs to do everything he can to stop me being the voice in your life. And he's going to try and silence that. How's he going to do that? Either get you upset with me, upset with my clothes, get upset with something, my hair, something. Get upset with the person next to you, the usher, the car park, something, 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 just get the guy out of you. If God wants him, yeah, we don't. Family, be aware of these things. I'm not just talking about going somewhere nice when I like the music and it's comfortable and no one ever. That's not where, how we choose our church. God leads you by His Spirit to be in the place where He knows the Prophet, the man of God, the preacher, can activate the faith in you that you need to succeed in what God's called you to do. God's called you to be. And I am that voice. 
I said, I am that voice. Look past the clothes, look past the hair, look past the person, look past the way he speaks. If God's called him, listen to him. Hear what God is saying. God leads you by his spirit. And that same unction that you had, keep reading here. Look what it says in verse 15. You did not receive the spirit of bondage. Let's read verse 14 again. I want the same context. As many as are led by the spirit of God, these are the sons of God. For you did not receive the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you received the spirit of adoption by whom we cry out, Abba, Father. Daddy. Abba is an Aramaic word, means daddy. Everybody say daddy. daddy. See, God is not some, you know, you, you, you treat him with honor, you honor him, you respect him, you revere God, but he's your daddy. I said he's your dad. Amen. Papa. Amen. Say, God is my father, he's my daddy. And notice the Spirit Himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. The Spirit Himself bears witness that we are children of God. That's why so often I ask, how many of you are born again? Let me do it again. How many of you are born again? Put your hand up. Now, how could you do that so confidently? How can you say you're a child of God? And someone says, well, I said, uh, you know, I prayed the sinner's prayer. I know people who have prayed the sinner's prayer over and over and over. I mean, some people, you know, before, that's why we take time in our spiritual growth seminar to establish your salvation is in the finished work of Jesus, in not in you feeling good. Because what happens is, you know, old time religion where the preacher would preach hell and brimstone from the platform made everybody feel like sinners and he'd have an altar call. The whole church would put their hands up. The whole church would come to the altar and hallelujah, it's such an awesome altar call last week. And then next week again, same person because they sin somewhere in the week. And so they go give their life to Jesus again. Every Sunday was give your life to Jesus, give your life to Jesus. And you go, hang on now, you are saved. Amen. It's not You don't have to keep getting saved again. And so we establish that in your heart. It's not just because you prayed a prayer that you saved. But when you came to a knowledge, once the word was spoken and it was revealed to you that you are a child of God, what happened? Inside your inner man, you know. You know. If someone still doesn't know, they say, well, I don't know if I'm saved. That's what we're talking about. Come to the place. Because when you do, how many of you know that you know that you know? Even if I got up this Sunday and I looked you in the eyes and I said, I don't think you're saved. You don't what happened to Pastor Allen? You know, how many of you would say, you, no one can talk you out of it, not even Pastor Allen? Let me see. How, you say, how do you know that? There's an inner knowing. That's called bearing witness. Bearing witness. You don't hear every saying, Allen is saved. Don't worry, son, you're saved. I'm not hearing that coming out of heaven. So if this is such an important message, I mean, if you think about it, your salvation is the most important thing God can tell you. And so you come out, in the, uh, out of your house one day and you see written in the clouds, Alan is really and truly saved. Now, you know an aeroplane didn't put that up there. That, that is clouds, man. How many of you go, yes, 
that is God. That has to be God. Now I know there's a God and I know he knows me and I know he knows my name and he told me I'm saved. He knows my address because he put it outside my house. See, there's a confidence. I, I now know I'm saved. But by the afternoon, the wind blows the clouds away. Now I want to, is God upset with me? You see how the natural things, if you're relying on the natural, it, you'd always be uncertain. And something that's as important as your salvation, God wants you certain about it. That's why he doesn't even get a preacher to say, you're now saved. We start that by faith to activate it in your heart. You need to hear the word for the faith to come. But you don't need a preacher every Sunday saying, don't worry, you're saved. Don't worry, you're saved. Don't worry, you're saved. What happened? You in your inner man. God says it's so important that he's going to write it in your heart that no one can take it from you. So that's how you know you hear God's voice. Because you already know you are saved. Say, God knows I need to hear His voice. And He's done it in a way that no man can talk me out of it. Say, bearing witness. Bearing witness. Look at 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 9. As it is written, I has not seen, nor ear heard, nor have entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those who love him. Say, God has prepared wonderful things for me. Verse 10, but God has revealed them to us. How? How? Through his Spirit. For the Spirit searches all things, yes, the deep things of God. For what man knows the things of man except the Spirit of the man which is in him? Even so, no one knows the things of God except the Spirit of God. So the Holy Spirit knows the things that Jesus has revealed that the Father has for you. The Holy Spirit knows them. Say, the Holy Spirit knows what God wants me to know. Verse 12, now we have received. Not the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is from God. Why? Why did God give you the Holy Spirit? That we might know the things that have been freely given to us by God. Why did God give you the Holy Spirit? So that you can know what God has freely given you. Say this, God has given me the Holy Spirit to reveal to me, to show me what God has freely given to me. Unless I listen for His voice. If I don't listen for His voice and I don't hear God speaking to me, I will never experience everything He has for me. If I want to, experience everything that God has for me, I have to hear His voice. You see this? How many Christians are going through life at a fraction of what God has available to them because they don't think they can hear God's voice or they don't think they should even be listening for His voice? No, family God, this is critical. I don't want to live a fraction of what God has for me. 
Anybody, any human that believes Jesus is their Lord and Savior, if they died, would go to heaven. But live only at that level, knowing they're going to heaven for their whole life and miss out on everything else God has for them. And the only way you're ever going to receive everything God has for you is by hearing it from the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is the one who gives it. Say this, faith alone will not help me enjoy all my inheritance. Can you see that? So the faith that comes by hearing God's word, God's leading, God's direction is going to take you to inheritance. Look at verse 13. These things we also speak, not in words which man's wisdom teaches, but which the... Holy Spirit teaches, listen to this now, comparing spiritual things with spiritual. The natural man does not receive the things of the Spirit of God for their foolishness to him, nor can he know them because they are spiritually discerned. Everybody say spiritually discerned. Now this is not talking about the discerning of spirits. Remember we studied the gifts of the Spirit back in 1 Corinthians chapter 12. We're not talking about the discerning spirits. This is called spiritually discerned. Everybody say spiritually discerned. Notice it's not mentally, not mental discernment. Bump your neighbor next to you. Bump them, bump them. Bump them, bump, bump, bump. If you don't see someone next to you, touch a, touch a seat, touch a chair. Did you feel that? Did you feel that? What's that? That's the voice of your body. The voice of your flesh. The voice of your flesh is feelings. That's feelings. Now, when they bumped you, you felt it in your body physically. But what happened inside? Did you have, did you laugh? Did you feel, did you say, that's a bit hard? Or did you say, you could have done it? Maybe someone didn't. You say, Pastor Alan said, bump me. Yeah. <laughs> How many you experienced that happening? Did, did, did some kind of communication happen in you? Let me see. Oh, no, some of you just don't. No, I don't. Zombie mode. No, no. How many of you have experienced something? How many you maybe, the person next to you, do you love them? Have you the affection there? Or are you still trying to sort something out there? Come on, how many you know what I'm talking about? What's that? That's the language of your soul. Feelings. Emotions. So, you're not going to hear God by sound. Touch. God, if you just touch me, then I'll know. No, he didn't do that. It's not in your head. That's the mental realm, the soul realm, emotions. I feel like I'm saved today. Then tomorrow you wake up, oh, I feel like I've lost my salvation. See, that's emotions, flip-flop. God doesn't communicate through your physical body. He doesn't communicate through your soul. He communicates through your spirit, your inner man. That knowing, I don't care how bad you feel, care how your body's run down, maybe you feel like you're struggling, maybe your mental mind is all over the place, but inwardly, you know, God never leaves me nor forsakes me. That is the voice of your spirit. Say, the voice of my body is touch. The voice of my mind 
is reason. The voice of my spirit is intuition. It's peace. It's a knowing, discerning. Colossians 3.15, let the peace of God rule in your hearts. Let the peace of God rule. Family God, God does speak to you. You know that. How does he speak to you? By your spirit. How do I hear it? You discern it. How do I discern it? That's next week. Come on, let's give Jesus praise. Amen. You receive something today? Come on, give Jesus glory for his word. Let's stand together. Lift your hand to the Lord and say this. Today I heard the word of God. That word brought faith to my heart. I am a believer, not a doubter. I'm a hearer of the word. And as a hearer, I'm also a doer. I thank God I'm born again, born in His image, Spirit. And Jesus said, Holy Spirit would come to me and He would show me what I need to know. He's revealing to me my future. He's revealing all the plans of God, everything God has prepared for me. He's showing me all the time. And I know, I hear Him because He lives within me. And He bears witness with my spirit. I hear it. I know I'm a child of God. I'm a son of God. I am led by the Spirit of God. I am able to discern. I am led by the very peace of God. It rules within my heart. Holy Spirit guides me into all truth. He bears witness with my spirit. I am a child of God. Thank God I hear His voice. Amen, amen, amen.